Welcome back to another episode of the Call It a Comeback Sports Podcast. My name is Bobby McInnes, alongside my co-host, Tom Spallone. Tom, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Bob. I'm, I'm hyped. We're here another week. Uh, we saw another great NFL uh, week. So uh, I'm excited. We got a special guest today. Yeah, today we brought on our friend Julian Penza. And Julian, recently turned 21. How you feeling? Feeling great. Yeah. Excited. I get to do 21 stuff. <laughs> had and a chance this, uh, to very uh, exciting. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm stoked. Had a chance to uh, celebrate your 21st birthday with your first alcoholic beverage. Mm, it's my first ever alcoholic beverage. That's what I like to hear. Had to celebrate the Eagles win over the weekend as well. Yeah, dude, crazy week. Uh, week five in the NFL, we saw the Eagles had a nice win over the Carolina Pretenders. Uh, did I say Pretenders? <laughs> uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, hey, they were a coin flip. No, hey, that, that is a, that, that's definitely a good win for the Eagles. Uh, I'm just not as high on the Carolina Panthers. Down Christian McCaffrey. It's the same Sam Darnold that I know. Um, everyone was hyping him up the first three weeks, but now he's going back to turning the ball over and folding in the clutch. So Three of them. Yeah, the Eagles, uh, the Eagles' defense stepped up in that game, and that's something that, honestly, they haven't been doing the whole season, although their defensive line has been doing a great job, I will say, of getting pressured. Uh, Javon Hargrave has been really good um, on the D-line there. Yeah, no, Eagles' D stepped up big against Carolina that, this past game, and uh, Hurts really showed that uh, he, can, he can come up in the clutch. That was a big win for them. He started off real slow. It was scary. It was scary. I saw Twitter. The whole Eagles it did not <laughs> Twitter was very upset it, in the first half. It wasn't pretty. He bounced back. He, win he, showed, mean, he showed a lot of potential in that game. I mean, you're telling me. You just traded him to me in fantasy, and I'm looking at, at the score at halftime. He has, like, two points. He ended up finishing with, like, 24 and obviously came back and won the game for the Eagles, but I was sweating there for a minute. He's good. He's a good. Him and all the running good rushing backs or quarterbacks are really good. Yeah, I mean, we saw the best of them last night in the Monday Night Football game. Lamar Jackson really put on a show, man. 442 yards in the air, four touchdowns, 62 yards on the ground. I mean, that kid's just really fun to watch. Yeah, another really good primetime game. These primetime games have not disappointed so far this season. And uh, you really thought the Ravens were dead in the water, down uh, three scores in, the, in late in that third quarter. And Lamar just pulls rev out of a hat there that's just a huge win for Baltimore when they go to four and one and they just continue to impress is he uh mvp worthy i mean he's definitely up there um top three that's tough it's funny you say that because like before that game everyone's <clears throat> saying oh justin herbert uh mvp kyler murray mvp and you're right lamar jackson's a guy who's not really getting talked about enough and after last night's game he's got to open up got to be open up eyes now he also beat the chiefs earlier in the season i mean this kid's really something special he already has one mvp under his belt i can't see why he can't do it again yeah, I mean, he's a great player. I just I can't put him over Mahomes or Herbert right now, honestly. Herbert is just slinging the ball like like he's just a veteran out there, so it's tough. But I think Lamar should definitely be in the top five for sure in MVP talks. I think he's got to get more uh, passing touchdowns, more like he's yeah. got to do more – more of those games where he just goes off on the in the air and not on yeah the that's like you did last night yeah I exactly. mean as good of a game he had last night there's even times where he's missing the gimmies like the check down five yard passes he's throwing it to the receiver's feet that just can't cons- happen yeah consistency yeah. is what you want to see from him they've had a lot of drops over there to in Baltimore yeah it's really bad with Hollywood had like those two last week or two weeks what was it two weeks ago I mean yeah, yeah against ho- the Lions Hollywood yeah, does bad. a great job at getting 
know, he had two touchdowns last night, I believe, but he does a great job at getting open. But the problem is with him is it's like 50-50 whether he's going to come down with it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so when he does, it's amazing. It's a 60-yard touchdown, but then there, he has some drops where it's like that just can't happen. Yeah, and we saw a huge breakout game last night from uh, Mark Andrews, who was uh, Lamar's favorite target last year, and we were wondering – uh, when we'd see a huge game from him and last night was a huge game from him. I believe he had two touchdowns and he had about 140 yards receiving. So, I mean, just got to keep feeding that man. That guy's a top tight end in the league. Yeah, and I mean, that game was crazy last night and and the missed kicks continued. I mean, week five, this had to be like one of the most missed kicks I've seen in a very long time. Don't remind It was man. the most extra points missed, I believe, by uh, kickers in a week. Really? Okay, yeah, I didn't even know the statistic. I was just, off the top of my head, I'm thinking about that Packers-Bangles game alone. I mean, it was like <laughs> McPherson versus Crosby, and they were trying to see who could lose the game first. That game was crazy. That, I actually needed one extra point to uh, beat Spalone over there. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. I was just going to say that uh, Tom Spalone beat Julian Penza by two-tenths of a point in our uh, ESPN Fantasy League. That was pretty nuts. Tom, we were, we were both actually sweating out that game because in my Fantasy League back at home, I put up 195 points in just one quarterback league, standard PPR. And so 195 is obviously a lot. It's like the league most. The kid behind me, uh, or the kid that I was playing, he had Jonathan Taylor and Rodrigo Blankenship. And I was holding a 45-point lead. I ended up winning by like three points, but I had to sweat it out. And honestly, if Blankenship hit that game winner before it went to OT, I would have lost. So honestly, a crazy week of football. I was happy that I came out on the, the winning side of that matchup there. But honestly, like I said, the missed kicks, it makes you wonder, should they move the uh, extra point back to where it was a few years back? I kind of like the miss. I like the misses. Yeah. It adds something to the game. It adds, I mean, it, although it messes up like – like, it messes up with the scores, and there's not as much, like, OT, but it just adds, like, that that little extra, like, is he going to miss? Is he going to not? Like, it's just not a gimme. Yeah, it's true. It's I, I mean, agree. I mean, the extra point used to be, like, such a gimme, like you said. Now that they moved it back, I'm actually surprised with all the misses this year that teams aren't going for two more often. Yeah, I mean, we saw the Chargers, honestly. The Chargers and the Browns are, like, the two biggest teams that Stefanski and that new Chargers head coach, I'm not really sure his name, but uh, they just love going for two. So, I, I like you just said, that's smart. They're really, Because uh, these these kickers aren't missing extra points. But I, I, I like how it's moved back, though, because it does reward teams that have better kickers. Like, you look at the Ravens, Tucker, like, t- Tucker's got, like, one extra point missing in his career. So, I mean, I, I don't have an issue with it. I think it spices things up. And you can start drafting kickers now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be too off the draft board well, in the like in the NFL. Yeah, well, we did see Robert Aguayo drafted. What was it in the second round by the Bucks? He was Jeez. such a bust. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if franchises will start drafting them earlier, but maybe you're right. I mean, the the kicker position is very important. You see a lot of teams just cycle through kickers. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I do like it a little further back. Julian made a good point. Kind of adds more excitement. And uh, so speaking of fantasy football, that brings us into our first segment here. We're going to go with a little sell high, buy low. So I'm going to start with our guest, Julian Penza. Who are you selling high this week? I said it before the podcast. I'm sticking with my guns. It's Mike Evans. He's a, they're on a good offense. He's on, a, he's on a good team, and he's a good player. But he's so – he reminds me of Lockett. He's so hit or miss. And he's in a three wide receiver set with AB Chris Godwin. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna have positive game scripts. They're gonna be running the ball more. Yeah, you gotta get him off. You gotta get him off your team now while he's doing his best. He's gonna only get worse. He's not gonna stay at wide receiver ten all year. I don't know. I don't know he's if I can agree with Pens on this one. I mean, I, I, I do see what you're saying with that boomer bust, but I don't know. I just think Mike Evans and Tom Brady just have that. 
just that chemistry, like just watching that, that game on Sunday against the Dolphins. You see Evans on the bottom of your screen, lined up one-on-one -on -one with the corner. Tom Brady looks at him, snaps the ball, streak route, lob it up to him. I mean, he's just going to go up there and make a play on the ball. I, I do see what you're saying, though. He's on a stacked offense, so a lot of mouths to feed Godwin and uh, A.B. A.B.'s having a great season, by the way. Uh, this is almost vintage A.B. that we saw with the, the Steelers. But uh, I got Evans on my team. I, I'm not selling him unless I get a great package, but <laughs> I, I, I do see your point there. I mean, the thing that I like about Evans this year is I feel like in years past, he's been so reliant on the touchdown. And this year, he has three weeks without a touchdown, but he's still posting good points. I mean, with weeks without a touchdown, he's at 18, 14, and, and that's honestly not bad um, from like a wide receiver two role. Um, I guess Julian's right. He does, have a, he does have a point, though. I mean, why wouldn't you sell high on this guy coming off a 30-point game? Yeah, no, this was his best week that he'll probably have all season, to be honest. I mean, he makes a good point with too many mouths to feed. And it kind of reminds me of maybe another guy who might be sell high, Mike Williams. I mean, he's obviously off to a very, very good start um, with the Chargers. But we know that he has trouble staying on the field. And yeah. in football, I mean, everybody, I always say that everybody's injury prone in football. But it seems like Mike Williams says he's always, um, he's always sidelined with an injury. So I wonder if that's another guy. What do you guys think about Mike Williams sell high? I don't know. He's just he's a body man. He's he's just too big and athletic and he just looks so good this year and I've I've always been really high on him. But I do see why cuz he's just he's going absolutely off in this beginning of the year. Like is this this might be the like this is like probably the peak of his fantasy career or just like career in general. Like this is the best he's going to do. I don't know if he can get much better. Like how much higher can he go? Yeah, no, it's crazy because I, I feel like you guys are just talking about my roster here because I have <laughs> Mike Williams and Mike Evans on my roster. But, yeah, no, I, I drafted Mike Williams in the later rounds, honestly, just as, like, a depth piece. I, this guy has just been going going crazy. I mean, he's turned into the number one over Q now, and I, I would say right now. But uh, he does have past um, injury problems, and that's definitely a concern for fantasy owners. So I think that's a great uh, guy to sell high on. Well, you mentioned Keenan Allen, and that's actually a guy that I have on my buy low list. And that's because Keenan Allen is always, I feel like year in, year out, he's a top 10 receiver. I mean, that could be debated. Maybe I, he definitely falls around like that 8 to 10 range. Um, maybe you can have him as an like, honorable mention. But obviously, there's no doubt he's a top receiver in the NFL. And this year, his fantasy points are down a little bit. He only has one touchdown on the season. and he has, But he does, he does have two games over 100 yards. The thing that I'm looking at, though, is volume. And that's pretty much the most important thing in, in fantasy football is consistency of volume. And this guy's averaging 10 targets a game, and, and that's pretty good. And in such a high-powered offense, we mentioned earlier, Justin Herbert's a potential MVP candidate this year. I don't know why more people uh, wouldn't be buying very low on Keenan Allen because after the last two weeks, I believe he's only put up 10 points and 13 points. Most people draft this guy in the second or third round. Um, this is definitely a potential buy low candidate. I like that take. Uh, he, I think he's top 15 in uh, targets, and he's a receiver that if can if he's healthy, he's just he's a beast. He gets he has a nice floor of like 10 points every game. You know you're not gonna get anything under that because he he's in the he runs the uh, screens. He's got the all the catches. It's just a matter of if, if he can get in the end zone. Yeah, no, Keenan Allen's definitely a guy I like a lot. And, Tom, I'm wondering, who do you have on your uh, sell-high, buy-low list? So, guys, <clears throat> I, got a, I got a very nice sell-high here. I think you're going to agree with me. Cordero Patterson right now is third in PPR running backs. If I told you that before the season started, I don't think – I think you'd look at me with, with a crazy face. My jaw would be on the floor. Uh, yeah. Is he a running I, back? Eh, 
I mean, <laughs> I mean he, 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 he was back. a receiver, a but now he's classified as a running back, I give and, him and the Falcons back. use him as a running back. He's so. a Swiss Army knife, really. He is. I mean, I just don't see this guy. He's putting up 20 points a week. I don't see how he keeps it up. I mean, we saw against the Jets, like, he had a pretty solid game, but they did use Mike Davis. They, they do have Mike Davis, so they're going to be using him too. But, I mean, he's just active in the receiving game and the run game, and he's getting the touchdowns, so... I'll tell I don't you know. This. I would sell high if I have him. I don't have him in any leagues, though. I'm going to have to disagree with you, though, because I honestly like Cordell Patterson, and, and sadly, I woke up for that game um, in London against the Jets, obviously, me being a Jets fan. I did as well. Um, and Cordell Patterson, he's just bringing something to the table that it, I honestly didn't – no one could have imagined him doing this with the Falcons before the season, but the way that they are choosing to use him, uh, last week it was him and Pitts, and even when Ridley's there, like – Patterson's been putting up a lot of points. This is a guy that most people probably did, went undrafted in most leagues. Pro- people probably picked him up off the waiver wire. Um, I could see why you maybe. I mean, if you can get a, a great offer for him, but yeah, if you're getting like a good return. But if not, why not put him in your in your running back spot every week? I mean, the man's been putting up what 25, 30 points a week. Yeah, I think right now he's definitely earned flex, uh, if not RB two spot in your in your lineup. Yeah, definitely. He's running hard too. I when I watched him against the Jets, he was, like you put Mike Davis in, he's getting like two, three yards on a rush attempt. You put him in, he's getting like seven. He's, yeah. He goes hard. Yeah, no. Right, it, right. If you're in a PPR league, especially too, he's coming away with you know catches, yeah. the the run attempts, the touchdown. He gets, no, he's getting the TDs too. Yeah. <clears throat> and Julian, do you have another player on your uh, sell high buy low list? I actually do have one. One more for the sell high, and it's a guy I already got rid of. If you guys can guess who that is, oh, we're man. thinking Cincy. I'm going Jamar Chase. Sell him now. Oh, man. Oh, it's not you're doubling better. down on this? It's not getting better. For those oh, of you... Penny, after the week, he just tied against the Packers? It's not getting better, guys. For those oh. of you listening, our friend here, Julian Penza, made a trade. What was it, week three? It was week... Week three. After week three, it I was think? Week, no, it was actually week three, right? Uh, it was week three, yeah. They played Pitt. And you traded Jamar Chase, who's been a top receiver this year, for who? For Chase Claypool. Who was he even on the field last week? He did have actually. He actually good. put up twenty four points. Okay, was he on he your bench? Yes, he was on my bench. <laughs> he was on your bench. <laughs> um, no, all right. I mean, Jamar Chase, you're, you're going to double down on that, and and you're going to sell high. I mean, come on, man. I have in my other league. He's just been unreal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This the kid looks like a the ball to Chase connection is undoubtedly, if not better, the same as it was at LSU. It is. But my reasoning is for is that he has on the season five touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? If he's putting, he's gonna put up. He's on pace to put up over 17, 18, 20 touchdowns uh, this year. Like yeah. he's not keeping that up. Yeah, All it's tough to keep that pace up. He had a garbage time touchdown in week two, with a one play. He was gonna put up two fantasy points that week. It saved his week. The other weeks he had a double touchdown to save his week. He doesn't get the targets in uh, Cincy, especially the one game he did. Uh, he got nine and ten, which is good for him. That's better. Yeah, Higgins. But Higgins also was out against the, yeah. against the Jags, and then he still got the shoulder lingering. So I mean. If he comes back fully healthy, it's going to impact his targets. And then he has to get the tutties to be anything decent. Yeah, without a doubt, it's it's a crowded receiver room over there because T. Higgins is a solid receiver, and uh, Boyd is for sure, too, fantasy-wise and NFL, if we're talking. But uh, I don't know, dude. Like, this guy, like, he might be the guy that just shows up in big games. Like, this against the Packers uh, on, on Sunday, like, that was a huge game. He put up 160 receiving and a touchdown they didn't get the win though because their kicker's pretty <laughs> trash so was the no, actually the kicker was celebrating the way yeah. he thought he kicked it that was one of the funniest things <laughs> that, of the weekend that he was thought he made it and he's getting, what is he getting picked up by his lineman he's jumping around celebrating and they're like bro you missed <laughs> yeah I'm like, that was that was <clears> pathetic <throat> to be fair it did look like it was gonna go in 
Regardless, hit the, top, hit the top of the what hit like the, the flag. flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, like, he's gonna be a meme for the rest of the week. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, aside from Chase, there real quick, like, what do we think of the Bengals? That like, I, I just didn't see them competing like this this year. Like they're like hanging around with the Packers. Like the Packers are are a top team in the league. Pre- you know what? I'm gonna go with your one segment. They're pretenders. They're pretenders. They're I not, said they were pretenders too a few weeks ago. We but did say that. It's tough to keep saying they're pretenders when <laughs> when they're when Burrow's balling out every week and yeah. and Chase is balling out and their defense, who was supposed to be bottom in the league, has been keeping them in games. I feel the like the thing is, in the game is different than winning the game. And the problem yeah, is, right. I still see Joe Burrow. You could say maybe he had a great week. Um, the fact that he was in that game against the Packers, you make a good point. But you see that game go to overtime, and right out the gate, he throws a pick right to the Packers. And and if Mason Crosby you know, didn't have a cone on his head that whole game. Maybe he would have made the kick earlier uh, rather than going back and forth a little there in overtime. But Burrow could have lost them the game. He kind of got bailed out that they even got the ball that, back for another that chance. That one pick that he threw was just It was atrocious. I don't even know who the intended target was. was yeah, that's the one thing I see with Burrow this year. I, I've seen him take... Like, I've seen him take a few steps forward, but I've also seen him take a few steps back. Like, he's got plays where he's running to the sideline where he's just got to toss the ball away and he's making a play out of nothing and he throws a pick. Like, you, you can't do that. That's things Herbert isn't doing. So, like, the Bengals want to see Burrow develop, obviously, just like the Chargers want to see Herbert develop. But if you're going to compare the two right now, like, Herbert's just yeah, head and shoulders over him. That's that's the thing. Yeah, Bengals I mean, also got this. They got a nice little schedule coming up. They have to, they have to win Detroit if they want to be real. They have, yeah. to, they, have to do, they have to show out and... Absolutely demolished. Yeah, Yeah. they cannot mess around with that. Then they go against Baltimore. If they can sneak a win at Baltimore, they go on three road games. If they they beat Baltimore in Baltimore, then I'll actually give them respect. I'll I'll, I'll stop calling them pretenders. But But if they go into the bye and they come, they go two and two into that bye with uh, Detroit and and the Jets. But if they drop one of those games, then I can't. Chalk up the season. I can't. I can't say they're. I can't say they're anything special. Yeah, we'll know soon. I mean, do they really have any chance in that division too with the Browns and the Ravens? I mean, like, maybe the I don't know. Card somehow. Like, they shouldn't have a chance, but, I mean, right now they do. And they got the sneaky Steelers. Don't sleep on the Steelers. All right, yeah. I'm sleeping on I, the Steelers. Yeah, I'm very sleeping on the <laughs> I Steelers. Had them, I did have them beating the Broncos this week, but I'm still going to sleep on the Steelers. Big Ben does not look like Big Ben. He's completely washed up. Um, the one exciting yeah. player to watch on that team, though, is Ben Najee Harris. And, like, that's just been going so under the radar. He's been involved in the past game a lot more than I thought he, he would be. He's he's actually he he's a top ten, five he had like, running back he had like, already. He had like ten targets this past he's, week. He's like a top ten running back. He's insane. Yeah, yeah, he's he'll insane. Be good. He does it all. Deontay yes. Johnson too has been pretty pretty solid so far this year for them. Deontay's good. It it depends if they can stay healthy too. Well, and that's then, the problem. Juju Smith is now on the IR. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then Deontay is always he's very injury prone. He's, yeah. it's not pretty for him. Claypool too. The whole receiving core has had injuries. But they're so talented when healthy. Yeah. Well, before we move on to our uh, next topic, I want to list my my uh, sell high, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, most people probably drafted him in the first round or beginning of the second round. I think this man's hot garbage, and wow. he's, he's you gotta oh. stop. I, no, I Are promise you, you, dude. All right, we look at the game yesterday. He is 17 of his fantasy points came off of that one play, which was the 70-yard reception for a touchdown. He did nothing in the second quarter. He had like 18 points at halftime, and then he caught a couple passes and and snuck a touchdown in there to finish with a, a point fair. total of 32. I mean, this guy was getting drafted around guys like Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, and if you made the mistake of drafting Jonathan Taylor instead of those two guys, sell him now because he's coming off of two weeks, 20 points, 32 points, but before that, 
it was absolutely pitiful. Um, he had put up six points, eight points, and that just can't happen. The problem I see with Jonathan Taylor, too, is that this team is probably going to be playing from behind a lot. Uh, we saw with the Colts yesterday, they did get the lead early. I believe they were up 22-3, to and then they blew it. They're just not a very consistent team. They're going to be, like I said, coming from behind in a lot of games this year. They're not going to be running the ball as much as, as – Jonathan Taylor owners would like them to. So this is your chance to finally get rid of this atrocious first-round draft pick. Oh, see, I'm on the complete opposite yeah. side. I, I, I have him top five. I had him top five preseason finishing. I had a bold take on Ooh. him. I loved him. I loved top everything five. about him. Great O-line. I know uh, Quinton went down, but, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're just so oh, – he's such a good player. He was sick at Wisconsin, and I just think – I think he can be, especially with this matchup in Houston. I think you want to hold on to at least one more week. It's actually a crazy take, yeah. Penny. Top five? I, I had him top five preseason. It doesn't look like it's going to pan out, but I think he can I still finish top ten in my eyes. If, if he There's just so many players right. I'd rather have in fantasy football over him. I'm not taking Aaron Jones over him. Like, I don't know. Like before that, the season, like a committee over there. Yeah, A.J. Dillon has been getting a lot more volume. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Taylor right now. Um, before the season, I was pretty high on him. But I'm just like looking at his volume. Like I'm just not sure why he's not like getting fed as much as he should be. Like he's, the most attempts he's got in the game carries is 17 first week against Seattle. Like why is he not getting 22 to 25 carries with that O line? Like why do you want Wentz throwing the ball that much? I know Wentz threw for 400 last night. He looked pretty good. But like this guy should be getting 20 plus carries a week. I no, think I, I like him a lot. He should be getting 25, 30. He should be getting. The, the treatment. He like be the, Henry treatment yeah, almost. Henry That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, the thing is, like, they, they do have talented running backs over there still. Naheem Hines has been taking a lot of target share and volume share. And then we even saw Marlon Mack appear in the game. I think they're getting rid of Marlon Mack. Well, the Chiefs. Well, no, that's the rumors. He wanted out before the season. He sat out last year with COVID. He wants out, and he's been requesting a trade. Finally, today, I see a report that the Chiefs are interested in him. Yeah. So, that's I mean, what it sounds like. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't trade Mack. Or, yeah, Mack should be gone. Like, I, you have Hines as your receiving back, Taylor's your every yeah, down back. If, I don't know why you if you get If you get rid of Mack, I mean, there's nobody else on that team for running back. Nine so, times. Well, but he's going to be the receiver. He's yeah. going to be the third down, if anything. Well, I mean, even if Taylor, Taylor could receive some work. Too, he takes some receiving work. Too, Since we're right. talking fantasy, would you put in a waiver claim for Marlon Mack, anticipating a trade to the Chiefs? No, I CEH just got hurt? No. No? He's not Daryl Williams, I think, will still get the carries over Marlon, right? Maybe. I, I mean, I think they trust if you him. trade for a running back, you're definitely going to use him. I agree, but I think they just trust him. He's already in the system. If you have a deeper I mean, bench, got, I would definitely take a claim. I would take a flyer on him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Chiefs might have to start making them trades for defense because they're always worried about their offense, and their defense is getting points put up on them like they're a high school football team. I mean, the Bills just put up almost 40 points on them Sunday night, and why are they worried about getting another, another running back? You know That's what, what I'm wondering. Yeah, you know what that defense reminds me of? It reminds me of Jamison Winston. Now, hear me out. Winston, he's literally he's a pick or a tutty. Like he's a pick or tutty player. That yeah. defense was a three and last on the Bills. It was three and out or a touchdown. Right. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. like he had like fifteen passes. <laughs> well, they do have stars. Those on the defense. defense. Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones. They do have stars, yeah, but they have so many other holes. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Their linebacking core is really not great. Yeah, I mean, who's their starting cornerback? Like, like Sneed's their best like, guy. Yeah. Yeah, he had a bad play to on. Uh, I mean, he's gonna get lit up. He's gonna get lit up every week. It's Legarius Sneed. Yeah, they're struggling. What's the other guy's name? 27. I forget his name now. He, was, he played really well, though. I forget his name now. Ward? Mm, no, what's his, I can look him up. He played really well, though. And uh, I don't know. I think if they can just find some consistency, they would be a really, really good team. Well, this, yeah. is, like, this is actually transitioning into my next question for you guys. So I'll start with Tom. Are the Chiefs still the team to beat in the AFC? Mm-mm. No, definitely not. I don't think so. I think right now... The teams to beat in the in the AFC got to be the Chargers and the Ravens. Bills? I think 
Bills as well. Uh, sorry, yeah, you're right. Buffalo. <laughs> but I think in order, I'd go Buffalo 1. I don't know why I didn't say Buffalo. Buffalo 1, uh, Ravens 2, then I put Chargers 3. Just because Herbert's young still. I mean, he's balling out, but I got to see. Um, so the Chiefs aren't even in the top three in the AFC anymore, right? Is that a little I, bit of an overreaction I after mean, five weeks? Is I, it, though? Because the Chargers beat them head-on already. And the Chargers just wanted a shootout. Herbert's throwing, putting up 47 points against the Browns' defense. I mean, how are you not going to put the Chargers over the, the Chiefs right now? The Chiefs are what? Two and three? The Chargers are four and one? Yeah, I mean, and that's also another it's question early that I have. For sure, but will, will the Chargers win the AFC East, do you think? Or, I mean, the AFC, AFC West? West? It's tough. No, they don't do it. You don't think so? They don't do it. Not you this you year. think the Chiefs come back? Yes. Or. It's so hard to imagine the Chiefs gotta, wouldn't make adjustments and figure out what's going on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean... It kind of yeah. leads to another um, debate, though, because so I was talking to our friend Kyle Murphy the other day, and he said if he could have one quarterback in the league to start a franchise with, like from scratch, he's taking Justin Herbert. And wow. I absolutely lost my mind wow. on him. And it's yeah, funny because Herbert had a much better week than him, but I'm still taking Mahomes. No, Herbert's amazing. It's Mahomes. Mahomes is he's different. Yeah, Mahomes is he's still, not, he's still as, the best. As we talked about it in our room, though, some of our talent. other friends, Eddie, who we had on last week, he said it's a lot closer than you think. And after going back and forth a little bit, it is pretty close. Although I do want to say Mahomes is still, even though he's having the worst start of a season in his career, he's still first in touchdowns with 16 passing touchdowns. And he's first in QB rating. I'm so if he's gonna, really that bad, yeah. how is he first in two yeah. of the major yeah, stats? I agree. And I'm not going to get excited. I need to see the Chargers in the playoffs. I'm not getting excited yeah, over regular definitely. season football. Yeah, especially with a rookie coach. I mean, Come on, with, like, with, with a rookie coach, second-year quarterback, you can't be marking them as, like, Super Bowl contenders. If we're yet. talking, yeah, if no, we're talking regular season, contenders. then we can compare Mahomes and Herbert. But Mahomes is built different. He's a Super Bowl champion. Like, yeah. I mean, he no, he's been there, done that so far. But I, the only thing is with Mahomes is the the turnovers. I think he's got like six picks, one fumble this year. Like we're through five weeks. That's, a, yeah, like, that's, that's not like him. Yeah. yeah. So I th- but I, I mean he's gonna clean that up. I mean it's Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will still win the division. But right now I'm putting the Chargers over them at week five or week six. We're entering week. I totally agree with you. But I mean yeah. I, how could you not? If I put if I had to make a prediction, I'd say Chiefs come back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was looking at um, some of the the Vegas odds there, and um, they actually just to see you know their predictions, and they have the Chargers and the Chiefs like tied to win first. Like it's yeah. it's kind it's honestly a coin coin flip right now. Yeah, I mean they got, and then we still have another game of uh, Chargers Chiefs to watch. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that one will be exciting. That'll be big. The Chiefs take that one, then it brings them right back in the division. Yeah, like if they played them next week and then they won, then it'd be what one game behind. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically it's a two-team race there because Raiders are, Raiders are legit. I mean, they just lost the Bears at home. They're so inconsistent, and we know the Broncos are pretenders, especially after this week. So it's it's, it's a two-team uh, division yeah. right there. Which is funny because it goes against someone. Someone only the two you guys took on the Raiders as contenders. One of the two you guys took on the Raiders as contenders, and I was thinking in my head, there is no way. Well, the problem is it's I actually, of their schedule. They, they want to. They won good games. I did say that the Raiders could be contenders, but now, as most people know, there's been reports of leaked emails that have uh, Coach John Gruden saying racist, homophobic, and misogynistic remarks. 
Nonetheless, John Gruden's out now as head coach in Vegas, so where does that put the 3-2 and two Raiders? Yeah, I who, think that's going to Honestly, really... we're off to a good start. And now if they start to fail, I mean, they did just lose to the Bears, but if they start to fail, they have all these distractions now. I mean, that's kind of, that might be like a, a little bit of a scapegoat there, but like it's going to be definitely hard to like turn this season. Not, I don't want to say turn the season around because they're above 500, but like it's going to be hard to continue winning with an interim head coach and, like I said, the distraction going on. Yeah, they got a lot of problems. Their defense isn't good either. I mean, they're playing. It's playing better than they are. The depth, like if you look at that depth chart, you're like that defense isn't good. The O line yeah. isn't good. They got rid of everyone. And Carr is just inconsistent. And I think Carr's, Carr's a little inconsistent. Carr's a good quarterback. He's always been a solid. Is he top a solid 10? quarterback? I wouldn't go top, that far, no, but definitely not. Top fifteen. Top, definitely top fifteen. He's a, he's so solid. He's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league, but he's definitely not gonna give you that push that your team needs yeah i want to see yeah, he's not maybe like that. he's not that guy <laughs> he's not maybe he doesn't sneak into the top 10 but he's definitely like in that upper half you know quarterbacks we in the got league. mahomes lamar herbert why did i just draw a blank after that tom, tom brady, brady. Uh, josh <laughs> wilson josh allen wilson went healthy wilson went healthy well i mean he'll be back kyler like six to eight weeks not, i think though he's not gone that long i think it's six to eight Russ, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a bad injury. It is very bad. And I never want to, I never want to root for injury, but um, now that it happened, the Jets' pick, they own Seattle's pick. That's like that, that could be good. You're smiling. That could be good. I'm not smiling. You can't see me. No one at home can see me. So I'm not smiling. Um, but I mean, yeah, even this year, you probably got to put Matt Stafford ahead of Derek Carr. Matt, Matt Stafford for her. Kyler sure. Murray. Kyler Murray for sure. I was just trying to Prescott. Blank. Prescott. Then it gets a little interesting, right? It does. I mean, but then you got guys who are underperforming this year, like Aaron Rodgers. He's still ahead. Of, he's still yeah, at. Come definitely. on, he's ahead of Derek yeah. Carr. No, 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 he's 100 percent ahead of Derek Carr. I'm just thinking, where, do I, where would I rank him top ten now? No, I don't know. Rodgers, he's not top ten. He's dropping a little, but he's Kirk, he won MVP Kirk, last year. I think Kirk Cousins might be it. Oh no, no, no. That's where <sighs> pumped. He's the not bad. Though. This season, he's been. Derek Carr he's is very solid, especially with the weapons he has to work with. Like everything he, yeah. that poor man has gone through so much on that team. That team is, it's, it just doesn't get better. It's yeah, just like it's, the same every year. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably end up finishing like eight, nine, or nine and yeah. eight, and just missing the playoffs. Like, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, maybe so, now without the head coach, I wouldn't be shocked if they finish like, like top ten in the draft board. You know? What I mean? Yeah, no, I could see him falling. I mean, Gruden's been good for them, so it's it's definitely a big big loss. He's been good with the play calling and everything. Yeah, when it comes to Derek Carr, though, I'm looking here now, like. He's actually so right now he's 14th in QB rating, um, but there's some guys ahead of him like, you know he's off to a good year. Tom, don't get mad. Daniel Jones. Oh no, yeah, he's. I'm Jones. probably taking Carr ahead of Jones. Um, yeah. There's other guys in the area like Teddy Bridgewater's ranked 12th. Like, he's better taking, than Teddy. I'm not ta- taking Teddy two gloves. Yeah, he's better than Teddy for sure. So I mean, he might actually sneak into the the bottom of that top 10 list. You think so. It's definitely close. It just it depends where you rank guys who have kind of fallen off a little bit this year, or maybe their stats aren't as good. About, a, a guy like Baker Mayfield. Where would you rank Derek Carr versus Mayfield? That's a good. That's actually that's like a good close. Yeah. That is close. They're so. It's a pick em. Yeah, it is. It's it's funny because like Baker has the weapons, Carr doesn't. Yeah. But Baker's also in a run first offense. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Baker's got a great O line too. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I guess I'd give it to Carr. He just. He's not. He has no dude. That team has no weapons. Like you don't. You look at that roster and you're like, I see no stars. I thought Ruggs was honestly going to be good, and he just hasn't been that guy at they all. They reached for, for him. Yeah. Was, wasn't he supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill? That's what I asked everyone. I saying. mean, he has a he has those like one big plays every now and then. You're like, yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing. Could be a beast. Yeah, you, you can't teach speed, so yeah. 
I mean, that's pretty much wrapping it up here. We did have a crazy week five slate. I'm happy that my Jets are out of London. Rookie quarterbacks are 0-5 in London, by the way. I think we should end it with Super Bowl picks. Oh, yeah, sure. You want to do a little so, Super Bowl pick before we close out? Super Bowl matchup and winner? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll start with you then. I start with me? You want to lead us off? All right, I'll take it. I'll go... Oh, man, I had to think about this one. The NFC is tough. NFC is tough. I like, really like the Can Cardinals I pick a division? Reason. I was going to say, like, anyone from the NFC West? Yeah. <laughs> they just take the whole division. I really like the Cardinals coming in preseason, and, and they've showed exactly what I thought. I thought that defense got a, got way better, too. Than, I mean, it's not I mean, the, the Cardinals are the lone undefeated team remaining. That's true. It'd be kind of silly to take them, though. You know, you know that's just not how it's they got to fall <laughs> off. And the, and the thing is, you, you make another comment. Like, earlier you said about, like, trusting, like, Herbert in the playoffs. I don't know if I trust Kyler yet in the playoffs. We haven't seen him. We haven't yeah, seen we him. haven't seen the playoffs yet. So I won't go ahead and take him. Um, I'll go. I'll go Chiefs Rams. I like the Rams. I, I was going to say Rams. I think Stafford. You you're Stafford's really high on the Chiefs, man. Chiefs Rams. The Chiefs. Yeah. They they do it every year. They come in year in year out. I mean, they make. I don't know. They just do things. You think every time you think that you count them out, they come right back. I'm thinking back. Uh, Chiefs uh, Texans. You think you think they're gone? They come right back in. You <laughs> the know pro- what I mean? the problem that I have with the Rams, I like the Rams. And honestly, if you've listened to any of our episodes, you can go back and listen to us rave about the Rams. The problem I have with them is that we talk about the division. I mean, now that Russell Wilson's out, maybe it's a little easier. But those teams are going to beat up on each other a little bit. Like I'm not sure if any of them are going to be able to get that number one seed. And now there's only one bye. Remember, now that's uh, there's seven teams that make the playoffs. Um, there's only one bye. So. I look at a team like the Green Bay Packers who could get that number one seed because they have a fairly oh. easy division. And I don't know, though. I don't like the Packers this year. What happens when they finish with the number one record in the NFC? You're still not going to like the Packers? Nope. They could finish with the number one record in the NFC. I still don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. They, they they somehow find ways to lose NFC championship games at Green Bay. They've done it. They do it like clockwork. They've <laughs> done it to the Giants twice. Yeah. This, is the la- this is the last dance, though. It means nothing. It's meaningless. It's gonna end. It ugly. is the last dance. It's gonna end ugly. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna make the Super Bowl. I got Chiefs Rams. Play. I'll take the Rams. Get okay. Stafford his first. Uh, it's not a bad prediction. I'll continue with the storylines here. Baltimore Ravens have been riddled with injuries this year, but they find a way to keep pulling out great wins. They come back. I mean, going into the week, they were what seven point favorites. You're not gonna say that beating the Colts is a great win, but the the way that it happened, how they were down 22-3 still in that game. Lamar just hit that second gear. Um, the game against the Chiefs, you can blame Clyde Edwards-Alaire for fumbling, but they were in the game the whole time. Lamar went for it on fourth and one to seal the game. I mean, this is just like uh, we're, we're seeing Lamar Jackson hit a different gear, and maybe he's not MVP level like he was when he won the award, but he's still like, he. I think he's he's turning this team around, man. He's finding ways to win. They're 4-1. and one. I'm going to go with uh, Ravens-Packers, Super Bowl. Ooh, and wow. uh, I'll take. Ooh. I don't. I don't know if I want to pick a winner yet, but I'm going Raven. I'm going Ravens Packers. Maybe I'll. You take, gotta give us a winner. Maybe I'll take uh, Lamar Jackson taking home the like Super Bowl in the Charm City. City. That'd be something. Yeah, I want to see it. I mean, we're we're recording in Baltimore right now. How can I not root for we the gotta, Ravens? We gotta go to that parade. Oh, that would be sick. It's crazy. You guys, did you we forget about that that QB in the league who has seven rings on, on both of his fingers? Oh, hands man. or no? I got. I'm going to give you uh, one here. I got an NFC championship matchup. Bucks, Rams, Brady gets his revenge on Stafford from earlier this year. Mm. Uh, Bucks get to the Super Bowl. I think the Bills are going to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC over the Chiefs. 
Um, going Bills Bucks. I like. I thought he was gonna go Bills. He had. Yeah, I like that. Bills like Bucks. That. Bills almost got there last year. Josh, Bills Bucks is a nice take. Yeah. Josh Allen versus Brady. I'm gonna say the goat gets upset. I'm gonna go Bills over wow. the Bucks. Bills get their first ring in in God knows how long. Oh, <laughs> if you were gonna go as far to say that Tom gets back there, <laughs> you gotta at least give him the ring again, right? I mean, don't I get me wrong. Tom, Tom can obviously win his eighth ring and go yeah. back to back, but I just I don't know. Josh Allen looks really good right now. Bills are clicking on all cylinders. The problem that I have with that Bucks team, though, is their defense has not been as advertised, and they're not even close to the same as they were last year. I mean, it's the same same group of guys, but they're giving up they're so many touchdowns though. this year. I know, but we're seeing that with a lot of defenses this year. Um, we, we all thought the Cleveland defense was going to be good. I mean, it, it has been pretty good, but last week they got 47 points put up on them. The Washington D we thought was going to be good has not been good. Giants defense was supposed to be top 15 at least, top 10 in the league, has not been good. Dolphins, not great. So, I mean, we're seeing a lot of top defenses not really performing. So, I'm not really too worried about the Bucs uh, defensive-wise because Brady's going to win in a lot of those shootout-type games. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, if your offense puts up enough points, you don't got to worry about how much the other team's scoring. Yeah. But it does – it's a little concerning, in my opinion. No, it definitely is. I like that. I like that take, though. I like I like the – I like – Brady going back in there. As much as I dislike the guy for all this stuff he did in my <laughs> Eagles back in uh, 05. Uh, yeah, try being a Jets fan. Yeah, why well, I mean, Come on, it's not like he has a chance. At least we, we made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> we made it to back-to-back but AFC seeing Championships. Him get an eight, seeing him get an eighth, that'd be, that'd be un- unreal. That'd be crazy. For our, like, experience. Yeah, I mean, he would almost be untouchable then. I mean, here, he, if, if he isn't already. He'd be like the LeBron James of basketball, like the absolute GOAT. If, Like mm. I said, if he mm. isn't already. I don't know about that. <laughs> How <laughs> about that? LeBron has three rings? Yeah, we're going to have to save. We're going to have to... I'll say that for another time. Four. Four, four now with, four. The, with four. the Mickey Mouse uh, ring and, uh, four with in the four, bubble. Four with three different teams? Yeah, we, count, we count everything. We, we count the, the, we count we count the bubble championship? Oh, come on. If we're counting being up <laughs> milkmen for a living, then, then sure. LeBron <laughs> we're going to have to save the LeBron-Jordan uh, debate for another time. I'll be back. Julian, uh, thank you so much for coming on our show, and happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you, guys. Belated. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Tom, um, it's a pleasure having Julian, right? Yeah, no, thank you, Julian. It was fun. I love the good, podcast. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Added some spice. It was uh, a lot of good takes. I liked, I liked this episode a lot. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, have to have you on again in the near future. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Episode 6 of the Call to Comeback podcast. I'm Bobby McGinnis alongside Tom Spalone and Julian Penza. We're signing off, and we'll see you next time.